2: What up, what up, everybody? This is Double G for the Fight Game Podcast. We have a special show for you here and maybe even more special because I am not on it. So Justin Nipper, who you heard with Carlos Toro during the G1 cast, and you've heard him with me and Moxley as well. He had an idea, and uh, he had recorded a show, didn't exactly know what he was going to do with it, uh, but it's with Fumi Saito and Debbie Malenko, and they talk a lot about Debbie's career. Uh, She's trying to get back into the swing of things. Uh, I did a show with her and Dave Meltzer several, uh, probably over a month ago. That was really fun, and you can tell she's, she's raring and ready to go, gave up a lot of her career to raise her family. So, you know, this is m- more of a uh, just kind of like going back uh, with her career. Fumi Seitu is very instrumental in that career as well. So they're just, they're just talking about Debbie's career. And, and it's a really cool historical look at somebody who, you know, who's hasn't been heard of for a while, but when she was wrestling, she was definitely uh, on the radar. So really cool. Um, I decided that we're just going to put it in in this feed. Uh, We'll eventually put it out on YouTube. You've seen some clips on uh, Twitter and also YouTube maybe, but uh, I just thought it needed to be in this feed, so that the most people could possibly hear it. And look, I, I'm super excited to see Debbie get back into it because you know she is a little bit older. But if you see photos of her, this woman is in shape. She has not, um, you know, she's not taking this opportunity for granted. You can tell, like she's she's ready. So hopefully, you know, people maybe some folks listening to this uh, may be interested in uh, in getting Debbie back in. So. Uh, check it out Justin Fumi and Debbie and I think Justin has plans with Fumi and maybe even Debbie to do more stuff so let us know how you like it you can find us on uh, Fight Game Media on Twitter Twitter Um, fightgamepod at gmail.com if you want to respond there let us know what you think Uh, i think we're going to do a little bit more of a focus when it comes to some of this stuff uh you know whether it's japan which justin is just so great with um and fumi i mean if we can get fumi on as much as possible you know we're gonna we're gonna do that because i think you know what a just what a brain and mind and and someone you know for history and even he's so current today it's like he's just uh he's just all around well-rounded person when it comes to wrestling so um check it out let us know what you think uh and you know you'll probably hear from hear more uh, from uh these three as well all right let's uh send it to the podcast
0: the, the, the reason reason we have this podcast program today is that we want people to know more about you, more about Debbie Malenko, you know, and and heyday of Japanese women's wrestling, and you are right. in there and experienced, you know, and you're part of that history, part of the legacy, and your own story, I'm an old dude. <laughs> <laughs> We're all getting older. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know. Um, but we do care about how we look. Yeah. Okay. Let, let's 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 go. Um, you know, oh, a lot that, of times, yeah. yeah. A lot of people, you know, have this, you know, Zoom and uh, the the podcast thing, and the entire time right. you have to be looking at some 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 dumbass, you know, guy. <laughs> Talking, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, it's not that interesting.
0: No, no, but some people want to be on screen. You know, man, they might be the only time they want to be on screen. So it's, it's, it's just not us. They just. I think they want to see.
1: They might want to see Debbie. That's the only like we don't need to be on it. But sometimes no, if no, it's somebody, on it.
0: right. <laughs>
3: Well, people you might find that? it intriguing what, you know, what is the face that goes with that voice? What do they look like? This is what they sound like, but what do they look like? So, Well,
0: some disc jockey guy talking, and you have to be looking at the screen at all times. Like, I, I, a lot of times, I don't even want to see these guys.
3: Hmm. Right, they might have the face for radio, right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> Mike. Exactly. Uh,
3: <laughs> in
0: a little background they created, and they think they're the big dj or something and uh, you know the what's important is what we talk about the contents that you know the thing we talk about that the things we can share you know But yeah. I, yeah, with Deb, you know, we have firsthand experience with each other, so, you know?
1: We can talk about whatever that you either of you would like to talk about. We can go in any direction. We can talk about stuff that's going on today. We can talk about your time, for, like, start with Tampa. It was Tampa, yeah? When yeah. you two met in Tampa, we can start from there. It's, it's up to you. Whatever, you, you know, have fun.
3: Yeah, wasn't it when you brought the contract over isn't that the first time we met
0: uh the first time we actually met was when we did the tv you know the location oh,
3: the, the, yeah the catch ya, wasn't it
0: yeah 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 catch me yeah see before catch that me. we talked on the phone a few times
3: right and, but meeting in person that was it that was the yeah that was a fun one that tv show was a lot of fun right
0: yeah, Dave didn't talk about it, so we can talk about that.
1: yeah, why don't we talk about it now? Watch you, watch oh, oh. Oh, oh. Well, Debbie, when you were before you met Fumi, you were you were wrestling. you were talking about a TV show that was really fun. Can you tell us more about that because I'm not that familiar with it.
3: So it was a a TV show that they did in Japan and it was called
0: Catch Me. Yeah, skew Catch Me. And there's a bunch of, yeah, uh, um, there's a, every week a uh, celebrity or somebody famous or comedian or ac- movie actor. Uh, this time it was Tatsumi Fujinami of New Japan Pro Wrestling. He was a star of the show. Um, this person actually go, go go to all over the, you know, on earth, Africa, Europe, America, you know, and bring his friend over and meet, you know, meet meet people and stay with people. And then at the end of the trip, they would do the tag of war. Remember?
3: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I had my hands all bandaged up because that's when I had the accident with my fingers. Right, so. right, right. I
0: mean, oh, people don't yeah. know about that. So we'll go over on that. Uh, okay. There was a TV <laughs> show. The Fujinami came to Tampa, Florida, and visit people like Carl Gotch, Joe Malenko, Malenko School and spent time with people and Deb was one of the people we visited the uh, she was a firefighter volunteer firefighter so we had yeah, experience we, had, we had, yeah we filmed some at the Lando Lake fire department
3: yeah, yeah it was a volunteer fire department we even had we even went up on the roof and we were you know using the hoses climbing yeah, the ladder yeah yeah
0: that
3: was, so was, that was a long was time initial, ago
0: justin Oh, that's a network TV show on Sunday night. It's it was a real popular TV show. What channel was so it on for me, son? Uh it was TV TV Asahi. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sunday night, seven o'clock, 30 minutes program, but fairly high budgeted, you know, and then I was one of the their writers. And ah. uh yeah, way back catch when. Me.
3: They had different people that came over too because there was uh there's four or five different people that came yeah, over. Yeah, young with guy. Them.
0: Yeah, that's a yeah. basically Fujinami's sidekick for that episode.
1: Is this episode on YouTube anywhere?
0: Uh, I can make you a disc. I have it on VHS. Oh wow! <laughs> it so was cool. 1991.
1: <laughs> but that was you a really hot a period for. For uh, Deb, are you still there? Are you cutting, cutting out a little bit?
3: Oh, sorry. Can you hear me? Okay, there you go.
1: Okay. Yeah, so 91 was a really, really hot period um, for both men's and female wrestling. And in Japan. In Japan. So there was a lot of like wrestling adjacent television shows or a lot of uh, wrestling stars showing up on like a downtown or any of the like variety show, like late night yeah, shows. I guess, um, for, I guess this would be a question for both of you about the time, because that was, you know, to, to me that's the pure like bubble period peak time both like in japan as a culture economy but also in the wrestling culture it, i mean there were some really big tokyo dome shows coming up in 92 93 so for all in different companies too so just in general your memories of japan and 91 92 what was it like for for both of you
0: oh I was in it and I was so involved and I didn't realize you know that the wrestling was booming or anything like that. It was just so hindsight that the right wrestling was big back then and then I was so involved that I didn't feel it. Really, seriously.
3: You had your you had your hands in everything though, with the TV and the uh
0: um
3: the baseball magazine and you you were pretty much across the board in any aspect of wrestling
0: though. Uh no, I don't Really, I don't
3: think so. You were my
0: work, there.
3: <laughs> I Let know you humble. don't like the brag, but you were you were a very busy man back in those those days. You were
0: yeah, I, I was already and doing I am
3: surprised
0: commentary for all Japan women's too at the time.
3: Exactly, and I'm surprised too that nobody has gotten you to um you know write things for wrestling as far as you know matches and gimmicks and um, storylines you're you know to this day I think you would be one of the best at it if someone would just put you to the job because well, you know more about wrestling than anybody I know?
0: Well I've written many books in Japanese so I've done not share a little bit but I'm basically a writer but I, I'm not here we're not here to talk about me and we, <laughs> well you're so all right. for today's fans. <laughs> And you know, podcast listeners and serious, you know, wrestling fans, and the ones who want to study history and the one want to know, you know, the well, the glimpse. You and I talked about the glimpse thing, you know. That's right. And uh, yeah, um, the Bill Otten, my friend, photographer from Orlando, Florida, who's been working for Japanese wrestling magazine since 1981, and uh, he went to Malenko wrestling school, you know. And um, those are the training camp and training session where Carl Gotch, you know, actually training guys with, um, you know, American guys. And Well, and that's it, how I got it,
3: to Japan. He took photos of uh, Carl Gotch training and I happened to be there training with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. And that's the whole
0: female who trainee. Yeah, because yeah. was a bunch of UWF style guys and Korogachi's son-in-law, Masami Soranaka, and Mr. Malenko's in there, and other guys like Toei Ishikawa, the um, Jumbo Bretter, the, the Bart Vale, the Willie, you know, Wilk- Wilkins Jr. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a whole bunch of the, the guys who, uh, you know, eventually went to UWF as an American mm-hmm. UWF type wrestler. And there was shoot wrestling, shoot style wrestling, before MMA, it was the closest thing to MMA. Don't you think?
3: Yeah, the wasn't that the UWF?
0: UWF, yeah. yeah. And among that trainee under, you know, being trained under Carl Gotch, I saw a girl, <laughs> you know? One female trainee said, who is this? Who is this girl? And then I um, found out that was Debbie, you know? Are you with me, Justin?
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. have you seen those photos
0: oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. Justin, and the videos have,
3: you've seen them.
1: Okay. I, I i'm uh, there oh, okay. i'm in possession of of some of the really good ones
3: uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> i like the uh, santa claus one that we'll we'll show later
0: ah, okay <laughs> merry that's christmas one. No, santa claus no, one being from mexico
1: go. ah that's right yeah there's a yeah. lot of good stuff uh, one of my favorite ones was uh from the dojo i think it was the tampa dojo it was gotch and you and norman smiley and sort of yeah Norman smiley yeah
0: that that was a photo yeah. I'm, i was talking about
1: yeah yeah that's okay. how
0: i met deb it was that photo or that day or no no that was a photo i wasn't even there ah, i see it was not the day to shoot Davie's you know deb's photos it was Coral gotch training a bunch of new guys you know to send these american wrestlers to, wrestler to yep. uwf You know, American wrestlers at Malenko Dojo had to kind of adjust to what's coming. You know, they are all being sent to, you know, Japan, UWF guy and you you have a match against people like Akira Maeda, Nobuhiko Takada, you know, Fujiwara, all these serious shoot style wrestlers at the time, the best in the world. And And here's a girl
3: in the middle, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then uh, this girl was sitting in the middle of training. Like, who is this girl? And Cor got, For the record, Korogachi has never trained a woman.
1: Never you before and never after.
0: Never after, yeah. And Deb should be proud that she's actually the only one Cor- god of wrestling Korogachi ever trained. Oh, my gosh, you know. So I had to know who she was. And... Uh, uh, to make a long story short you know and then i gave you know i've heard that uh, her goal as a wrestler to go to japan you know and it's like oh that can be done you know right and, uh, yeah yeah so and,
1: Deb, when you were when you were taking that picture you at the, around that time when you were training i mean in your head what was the did you have a goal specifically, or were you just there and you just, I say, I'm going to do the best that I can take on any opportunities that come up? Or did you have a specific like destination? Did you like, I want to go to Japan or I want to compete in a certain, um, whatever. I mean, what was your mindset well, when you were that age?
3: When, when I started goodness, I was 18 turning 19 when right. I started training there and it was, you know, I, I've always played sports. I've always been active and I didn't have anything at the time. I wasn't doing any sports, didn't have anything to do, so I, you know, a friend of mine took me up to the school and I'm like this is awesome. So I I was training with the Malinkos and every weekend we're up there, we're training, we're wrestling and then um I look over cuz there's there's two rings and, you know, Carl Gotch is over there, he's training you know, um, these other guys and I'm watching what they're doing and I'm like, I wanna do that, that looks awesome. You know, that's, you know, cause I wrestled in high school and I'm like, you know, that's more collegiate, that's more what I'm used to. So he he let me in the ring, you know, I'm over there, I'm just sitting outside the ring with my elbows on the apron, watching what they're doing, he looks over at me and he waves me in the ring and I wasn't gonna say no. I just jump in there and I did what he told me to do. And when Bill was there taking pictures, I didn't know what he was taking them for. It wasn't, you know, knowledge around the school what he was doing. He's just taking pictures of the guys. And you know, they're like, hey, sit down. We got a photo taken and I didn't know any better of it. I didn't know where that picture was going. I didn't know it was for you know a Japanese wrestling magazine, but it was it it pretty much led to my future. That's what made it for me.
0: Uh, the funny thing is you didn't even know who Karl Gotcha was, really.
3: I didn't. I thought he was a badass old guy that was, you know, put <laughs> every time he touched somebody, they're grimacing in pain. And I'm like, how does he do that? That's what I wanted to learn. <clears throat> and it was the coolest thing ever. So, well, it's going
0: like to re- remind you of kind of like the, the TV show Kung Fu, the grasshopper. You know, this is yeah, a master exactly. guy.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly.
0: David Carradine. Probably I mean, today's young fan don't even know what the, the TV show Kung Fu is, but uh, probably not. But he's like a Bruce Lee type of person, you know, and just a uh, you've seen the master, you know, like mm-hmm. real life.
3: Snatch this pebble from my hand, exactly. And it was also but, a
1: time before uh, like UFC or MMA was really a yeah, thing. Yeah, like two the, or three
0: years before UFC. So MMA it really works. had
1: a different. Did to to Debbie when you saw that? How did you think about that? And then when you were comparing it to like what people thought when you said pro wrestling? Because the ideas about pro wrestling, especially around then, were really different between Japan and between the U.S.
3: There there's things about American pro wrestling that I liked. Um, I idolized like. You know, Macho Man or Randy Savage, and
0: sure.
3: you know those guys—they uh, just the—they uh, were—they were just so cool. You know? And there
0: were a whole bunch of you know famous wrestlers photos up on 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 Malinko yeah, school, the schools. Schools. yeah. wall, yeah, like a wall of fame, mass yeah. superstars, and yeah, all these people.
3: Right, but um, well, you see my gimmick. Goodness, I had the least sexiest outfit ever, which I have Fumi to thank for. <laughs> he's he's the one that came up with the uh the singlet idea cuz I didn't know what to do cuz I had no gimmick. I had you know I was like, well, I I wrestle um you know, submissions, suplex, this, this is me. Uh but it was the uh you know what came to be known as the catch wrestling, it was no gimmick. It's wrestling. It's spontaneous and
0: yeah, and also you had they, they, to dress like kind of like a female version of Steiner Brothers at the time. Yeah, you know, that was the image, the serious yeah, that athlete.
3: Was, that was the image, this the you serious know, athlete, the Happened to, to be yeah.
0: free, you know, but uh, that's not what you're selling. All
2: right, we're going to take a quick break to step away from the podcast to talk about Indeed, our first sponsor for today. Indeed, it's the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people and fast. They give you full control and payment flexibility. You only pay what you need. You can pause at any time and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, you get some powerful tools to make your search that much easier. So try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. So check it out. Go right now. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. And the offer is valid through December 31st. So you have about five weeks to get in on this. So check it out. Actually, no, six weeks. Seven weeks. I don't know. I don't know how many weeks there are. It's 2020, folks. But just check it out.
3: No, I was I was in it for the sport, for the wrestling of it. I wasn't, you know, trying to be a bikini model, which I could never do, by the way. But what? it worked for me. You know, it was the the athletic, and that's you know being myself and what I loved about it, and that's kind of what drew me to, you know, Carl Dutch's. Style. It was just so, you know, it was just pure wrestling. It was awesome. But you know, being able to not even use any force, touch somebody and they're, you know, they're screaming in pain. It was like the ultimate thing. It was like I want to learn that. That was awesome.
0: Yeah, Achilles tendons, the cricket head um, scissors, and yeah. And uh, the, the, the move now today they call it Kimura, but it was a double wrist lock, arm lock, locked, you know. And just
3: right,
0: yeah, seriously. So, everybody's
3: using the arm lock now, so I've got to do something different.
0: Well, <laughs> but that, yeah, those submission. it was all dojo technique, but it came to life kind of. Uh, UWF wrestlers in Japan started using the actual match in front of the audience, so that was a the time they started educating. Japanese audience was like, these are the legitimate moves that works. Mm -hmm. UWF never bounced off the ropes. They just cut off all the fancy things, you know, what pro wrestling used to be. And the audience and the whole wrestling community believed that UWF was going to change wrestling into legitimate contest. But yeah. that's another subject for another day. That, uh, you know, there's
3: a there's a spot for the, the gymnastics of it and the showmanship. That's fine. You, yes, I love you, it too. You can, never, you can never get away from the fundamentals though because wrestling is basically wrestling. You have to know the fundamentals. Everything else is icing on the cake. It looks pretty. Yeah, it's great. But how many times do you watch a match going, why the hell would that guy stand there and let him do that? <laughs> or why would he lay there for so long and wait for him to
0: jump? You know, we, share, we share the s- same experience as a kid. <laughs> you know, you try some moves with, with your friends backyard uh-huh. and Then, you know, you want to do drop kicks and stuff like that. That's fine, you know. But uh, the more you know about it, the more you want to learn, you know, there's more to it. And
1: yeah. uh, fast and forward a little me.
0: bit. I got the phone, I called Mr, you know, Boris Malenko's house, his, you know, before cell phone, the ground phone, telephone, that I had Mr. Malenko's phone number, his, you know, house. I called him and got your number, and I called your house, middle of nowhere, you know, just like red, red, blue, and may I speak to Deborah, you know, and uh, if you remember, you know. Yeah, and I heard, I think I'm making you nervous and um, I introduced myself very politely and I heard you only wanted to come to Japan and it's like, that can be done and are you interested? And uh, yeah.
3: Yeah. And of course, why why would a 19-year-old girl say no to a stranger calling her on the phone and saying, come to a From different Japan. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's strange, huh? Then uh, I mean, all, and almost like a flu that the, the TV deal came up, you know, with 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 this you know TV show that I was already involved. The Fujinami is going to Tampa, you know. I'm flying over there. This is a gr- you know great opportunity to meet you in person for the first time, and you can be the part of the you know sh- story that the, okay, the fire department will be in another you know one of the places we'll be visiting. And then uh, then w- Fujinami meet young volunteer firefighter div at the london lake fire department that was you no know, justin i'll show you that the whole episode of it you know okay yeah and uh then there's an episode that all the older guys we visited you know like willie you know joe malenko everybody that we gather up at the malenko wrestling school to work out you know and uh and then Carl got shows up you know, the air freezes.
3: And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we went to the beach for part of it too, didn't we? Because-
0: Yeah, uh, Fuji-nami uh, that, part that was of a the lecture training. part that the Fujinami is giving you lecture that the mindset and uh, the, the mentality yeah. that would be needed to become a professional wrestler.
3: Right, and don't forget where you came from.
0: Yeah, that too, Yeah. 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 Is this Could also you know, from the same time,
1: time as uh, when when Suzuki and Funaki came over? Oh, no,
0: years before that.
1: Ah, okay. It was before us. Yeah. Okay.
0: So that was 80... Funaki, Funaki and Minoru Suzuki will go over there when they form Pancras. Ah,
1: so that's like later...
0: 1894. Okay. Yeah, because they were with UWF. And the UWF will break, up, you know, break off to three different groups. Fujiwara Gumi, and Akira Maeda's rings, and Takada's UWFI. They broke into two different groups, you know, then that broke Carl's heart, in the heart. Because UWF was such a good thing going, but the, the differences in opinion, and uh, they had to go separate way. hmm chasing the same dream. Just three different ways. Yeah, well, that's that's a big subject, and that should be the you know another subject for another, for another day. Time, yeah, yeah, but the uh, Malenko school was associated with Malenko. I mean, uh, Fujiwara was very much associated with Carl and Malenko school so much that that was the way. You know.
1: So Debbie, you were on the plane when you were nineteen, going to Japan.
0: Was I had you? to come back to I, I had to come back to Florida one more time to sign the contract.
1: Okay, tell me about right.
0: that. If you remember that the uh, meeting we had at the uh, Sizzler's restaurant on Dale right. Yep, yeah. that's the
3: best place to go after your training too, because you could get chicken breast all you wanted. <laughs> okay. it, was, it was awesome. Right. Yeah.
0: we had meeting. <laughs> you know, Mister Malenko was there. Masami Soranaka, son-in-law of Carl, you and your mom, me, we all sat down and went over that. Uh, this is the plan. Debbie's going to Japan. Right. And not just a couple weeks, but she had to stay six six months, months the first first six months straight for the training session and debut you over there.
3: Yeah. And that was was one of those things where I was so naive at the time. It was like, okay. And you're like, oh, and by the way, this is what you're going to get paid. So I agreed before I even looked at that. I was like, okay, I'll go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It was rookie money, you know?
3: It was rookie money. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. I ate more than I I made.
0: Well, because yeah, because the people expect that when you go to Japan, you'll be making mega money or something. But uh, mm-hmm. it was rookie deal. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, you know, they didn't know me, and I was I was still green as could be. So you yeah, know, they and were. And I didn't a tell you that,
0: that nobody would be speaking English at the at the old Japan women's dojo. <laughs> well,
3: they were a little. Hi, Debbie. <laughs> you know so but they were they were awesome they tried really hard because everybody i guess gets a little english in school i mean you guys yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so
0: and also it, it at the time, time yeah P- people expected that like well debbie would be like a like a chris chris benoit with new japan dojo you know
3: yeah, yeah. come in as a as a a, a greenhorn or a, you know, a new yeah. person and just train up yeah yeah. Which is exactly well, what it was.
1: Foreign-born dojo trainee.
0: The first yeah. yeah. It had to be talented and very young, you know? Yeah. Like Jay White now.
3: Right. Yeah, but you Jay White. Well, there's,
0: there's a whole bunch of New Japan guys, but have done that. You know, two called Scorpio. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, quite a few. But the women, you know, it was a different story that the this, this day was... Before? Kind of an experiment.
3: Yeah, before I was there, Medusa was there, but...
0: Yeah, but she she came in as a star. Okay. Yeah, she already had a three three years or so experience as AWA champion. Right. And there was another girl from Canada, Yukon Erica, who was a bodybuilder, you know, but uh, she only stayed just a couple months and kind of, I guess, got homesick and left or something, you know? Now, was
3: that asking me... Uh, before you. Before me, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. So there was like an experiment, you know. This girl could stay and, you know, work like Japanese, you know, blend right. in the mango and this, you'll be the only American on the bus, you know. And you would be traveling 350 nights a you know, a year, town to town to town to town, you know.
3: <laughs> now, the thing that really helped me out was uh, Esther and Cynthia Moran. Right from Mexico, there. yeah. yeah so that that helped out a lot because i took spanish in high school so i knew a little bit so we were able to communicate
0: and esther was speaking pretty good japanese
3: yeah esther was really good at japanese and she knew pretty good english so that was a tremendous help so the timing of that was perfect
0: and justin at the time the all japan women's roster you're talking bonacano Aja the Bison Kimura, the Kyoko Kimura, the Manami Toyota, the Akira Hokuto, the, they had everybody in there.
1: Mm. Inoue, Kyoko Inoue. Inoue, of course, Kyoko Inoue, Takako Inoue,
0: yeah, Saki Hasegawa, Mita Shimoda, everybody. All
3: the, all the big stars were at the time when I was very there. much active
0: full time. Yeah.
1: But that generation is still looked at like that golden generation. Debbie included. Every, I think the hardcore fans now feel that same way. Especially, there are more and more fans getting exposed to it through different ways on the internet
0: because uh, thanks to new YouTube era, you know exactly.
1: And it's not just from not just talking English-speaking kind of, like not just the states, but over in Europe too. There's, it's it's interesting how it's spreading, but it's that's how it's well, that's how I perceive it being perceived.
0: Community always had a different interpretation and understanding about women's professional wrestling. Yeah. See, in and Japan, historically though, women's wrestling were never a part of men's group. Women's company own, yeah. always had all, all female wrestlers and separate shows, different promotions. I, th- I think yeah, the, different women
3: the, the women at that time, they were looking at the men's wrestling because, you know, we talked all the time. And even Kyoko Inoue was like, you know, we're watching American wrestling. We're learning from tape or learning from TV. They're stealing or not stealing, but, you know, looking at the moves and trying to use what they see. So they were just soaking up the culture and trying to learn everything they could and do things like the men did. And I think that helped them be better stars in their own right, because it wasn't the the girly wrestling. It was the hardcore when you got hit, you got hit hard.
0: Yeah, I mean when you hit, when
3: you did a, yeah, a drop kick from Toyota, you were knocked on your ass and it hurt. Because <laughs> you know you're taking shots; it's you know they're laying it in. You weren't just you know selling a swing and a miss like, oh, that was supposed to hit. I better sell it. You were getting hit and it hurt. So we were wrestling with injuries. People were getting teeth knocked out, concussions. Uh, I got my head split open, my nose broke. Well, you know, my ankle got broken.
1: Right. But right. You
3: legitimately, we're hitting each other and we're hitting each other hard. And I think that's what people are seeing when they're watching, you know, the wrestling from back in the day was, oh, my God, that looks painful. Well, it was, you know, you're you're actually seeing these people take a hit. And it's, you know, they cared about the wrestling. They were willing to work hard, take a beating and put over a good show. And I don't know that you're getting that a lot, at least at the time women's wrestling in this country wasn't like that at all. But, you know, there's, there's a few people now that give me hope that they're actually doing these things you know, they're, they're oh,
0: today's women's wrestling in the states, yeah, so much much better, so
3: much yeah. better than it was. But you know, back in the day, it was they were serious about the wrestling, and that's I think that's why people like that era because it was good.
0: The roster that, that the old Japan women's roster was so strong that they're all great athletes going 100 miles an hour, and mm-hmm. you know, it was nothing like that. I mean, anywhere else,
3: when you get girls hooking up ivs on the bus because they're they're dehydrated and they're playing with the you know the flu they're you know going from town to town on the bus you're on a road trip you know you the you're getting your head stitched up on the bus and you know it's legitimate you know you're getting your butt kicked but you're you're doing it and you're loving it
0: yeah if
1: you had the chance Debbie to do what you did back then, but, you know, today, today in 2020, knowing what, you know, knowing what we all know about, you know, concussions and just having, we just have more knowledge about, you know, how to stay healthy. Would you do it again? Or if, you know, you you have a daughter, would you let your daughter do that? Where do you stand or how do you feel now?
3: So with the concussions, my partner, what is a walking example of someone that had way too Saki many. Saki
0: Hasegawa, you're talking
3: about. Yes. She she had way too many concussions. And I don't know how you avoid it. I mean, she took a lot of big hits. Um, you know, there's things you can do to avoid it nowadays. Don't stop with the chair shots. You mm. know. Yeah. Um, you know
0: well, they don't do that anymore. Yeah.
3: Yeah, so there there are things you can do to avoid it. But uh, the one thing, you know, and the one thing that we learned from the get-go was don't take big moves. No big bumps. You know, you shouldn't be taking bump after bump after bump. You know, the big ones like the, you know, off the top corner you know, big five suplexes. And yeah, you shouldn't be doing that too many times in the match because one, you know, people are thinking, oh, it doesn't really hurt because you can take three or four in a match. You know, you're you're delegitimizing the big moves. You're putting yourself through more damage. And the thing that Larry or Boris Malenko, Professor Malenko, always told us was, you know, save it for the finish. One big move. Don't take you know, the big bumps in the match, Say that You got to protect yourself. You got to protect your body or else you won't last. You won't have a career. So, and that's why I like, you know, my style a little bit better because it's, you know, mat wrestling. You know, I can, I've got some neck damage from German suplexes, but I'm not paralyzed. I don't have, you know, like the Kurt Angle issues. Yeah. um but that's from you know just doing too much and you know there just there's ways to work around
0: it. it. D- Dib was doing northern light suplex, german suplexes, you know, back in 1991. Yeah. yeah. Dragon Come- suplex. Dragon yeah. suplex, the full Nelson suplex, all got. Yeah.
1: Which is, you know, looked at as pretty not it's pretty in vogue now, it's modern and that's what a lot of the young guys and girls—that's how they're wrestling. Like Fumi, we were talking about that blood sport. It's it's pretty much the style that Debbie was doing
0: because they studied old tapes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Right. And the more you study, the
0: there was no such thing as MMA, UFC. You know. Yeah. It was Japanese wrestling was very much the closest thing. And you have to remember the fact that Debbie was doing, you know, these things and having matches with Japanese wrestlers with pretty much with this language barrier too, you know, you just got to go out there and do it. That's right.
3: And the good thing is we worked so often and we worked together, like on the bus, goodness, we were on the road constantly. We had so much time together. We could, you know, we could communicate pretty good. We found our way to communicate between English, uh, Spanish, and Japanese you could have a a circle of girls from all three different countries and in a sentence, you'd have all three different languages and everybody understood it. You know, (laughs) we, we basically,
0: pretty pretty complicated six women tag team high spots, you know,
3: yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but you're throwing all these different languages out there, calling a calling a spot, and everybody gets well, there's, it. It's got
0: to the point where you, you look at each other and kind of know what's going on.
3: Yep. Yeah. You you learn to communicate, and you get your own language. You get your own. You know, you get in the ring with someone so often yeah, that you, you let's
0: go double. You yeah. Get your flow, yeah.
3: And Elbow. you you learn how to make each other look good. Because yeah. ultimately, the better the match, it doesn't matter who wins or loses, basically, with wrestling. And people will disagree with me. It doesn't matter who goes over. It matters how good the match was. Yeah, if you make, who, who
0: fights harder, right?
3: Well, if you make their stuff look good, they make your stuff look good, you work together, and you get your stuff in, and, you know, people would just love the match.
0: And, and yeah, enjoy the match, you know.
3: Exactly. And that's that's really what it's all about for me is, you know, is it an enjoyable match. Are, you there know, or people time
0: that uh I don't know how to put it, but now that the you know, people understand and has better, you know, have better understanding about that, the whole wrestling business. So much information's out there now that, that we can, you know, openly talk about these things, but remember there was a time that there was two finishes going in the match. I mean, it only happens in Japan. Justin? Yes. Yeah, they Yeah. they give you, thumbs they, they thumbs give you two different finishes. You know, then there's a manager and uh, you know, G- Yeah,
3: sitting ringside. Yeah, sitting Jimmy room sitting ringside. Who's
0: holding a pencil? If you're holding a cigarette, this this you know this team go goes over. If you're holding this ballpoint pen in your right hand, you know this team will go over. They give you two different finish. And then, yeah, then, I hated then they just look, look much. over there, look over there during the match, look over there, and said, "Debbie's team is going over." You go, you go. All right, you know. <laughs> remember that time?
3: I hated those so much. I had oh my goodness, we we did. I can't remember who it was. It was a tag team match. Yeah, and it was. I know it was Hasegawa and myself, but I can't remember who we were working against.
0: Mita, Shimoda, Manami I mean, Toyota, somebody like that. We got, to like,
3: we got to like 30 minutes and I'm like, are you kidding me? And the, you know, you always have the the seconds around the the outside and I'm like, so, you know, so what? And she's like, oh, Debbie, keep go, keep go, 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 go. And I was like, "Then she's like, oh, Debbie, you, you, you go down, you go down. And I'm like, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> But it took him forever. I guess he was trying to figure out the, the flow of the match. Cause when you don't know who's going over, you know, it's okay. Let's, let's do your high spots. Let's do your high spots. And you, you're just in the match and you're like, you get the feeling like, okay, this is a good time for a false finish. So you, you're like, okay, you get your comeback now. And you just work together because, When you're in the ring, you can kind of feel the energy from the crowd. You can feel when they're getting bored. You can feel when they're, you know, you want to fake them out by doing a false pin or something. So when you're in the ring, you're, you're just calling it. You're going by the feel.
0: Intuitively. Yes.
3: Yeah. But then when you get through that and you're like, okay, can we finish now? It's been half an hour. And the referee's like, no, we don't know yet. It's like, okay, I'm just, I'm getting the, uh, You know, a full Nelson on this one. And we're just going to take a powder here for a minute. (laughs) Everybody get the rest. It was like, oh, my goodness. But I hated those matches because he would just mess with us. I think he liked to do that. He liked to torture us.
0: Oh, He wanted to see who who fights better, you know, harder, who works harder. You know, those things are very important. We call it in Japan English, fighting spirit, right?
3: <laughs> I, I call mean, like it English word yeah. <laughs> 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 All
2: right one more break from the podcast with Justin Fumi and Debbie Malenko to talk about our friends at bet online. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get on on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today. Take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. And don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE when you do at betonline.ag that's blue wire all in one word bet online your online sports book experts
0: Yeah, fighting spirit is very important thing in japan
3: it is yeah yeah oh so it's like the underdog in america people want to see the underdog win you know you, everything's working against you, but you're fighting and you're fighting and you're getting knocked down, you're getting up. And that's the, the fighting the audience is with
0: you yeah. really.
3: Exactly. Uh, really getting into it. Yeah. Everybody loves an underdog. No, doesn't matter where you come from.
1: Yeah. Uh, especially in yeah. Japan. Yeah. It seems like if depending on the heel or baby face, it doesn't matter if the wrestler shows how hard they're trying, how hard they give in the match that will always heat up a match or get that wrestler really, really over with the Japanese and crowd. And babyface
0: heel things is almost very subtle in Japan. Of yeah. course, if you look at Bonakano, Aja Kong, you know, they dress like heel, but they actually very much babyface in, in that ring sometimes, you know? Oh, yeah. Don't you think that?
3: I think so. You know, Bull Nakano had her nunchucks, and Aja had her her big metal fantasy. Yeah. yeah but yeah i yeah, there was i don't know there was't there there wasn't really a heel no. baby face a lot it was very just subtle all very character.
0: Subtle. yeah yeah more sport. person
3: yeah it was always more sport than it was um storyline and i love that about japanese wrestling
0: yeah we have but, to add that because there was no mic there was no big promo. You tell oh, stories she, in that ring.
3: No, but if you got Akira Hokuto in the ring, you didn't need a microphone. I, <laughs> she could yell and everybody could hear her and she could entertain a crowd, a crowd just by yelling obscenities and, you know, bad things at you. So,
1: what was different her, about wor- working with Hokuto than working with other wrestlers?
3: Her energy. She was just a fireball. She had constant energy, um, but she would carry you through it.
0: Uh, you know, Also, like- she She had, you know, her share of this big, big damage in her rookie year, Akira Hokuto broke her neck and took year off and came back. So she knew how it was to be off and she broke her neck, you know, in the rookie year. And everybody thought she was, you know, she was done, but he just know, and she's not quitting. And uh, took a year off and came back.
3: And I think that's one of the reasons why she was able to just bring people along with her, like inspire people, give them the energy to get through a match, is because, you know, she wouldn't quit and she wouldn't let you quit. You know, it was like, I know you're tired, but come on, we got to do this. You know, it's <laughs> like, yeah, she she could just. Pull the energy out of you, and all of her matches were exciting. Never a boring match. Never, never a timeout. You know, if if you, yeah. So I loved her matches. I loved working with her because of that, because it's just like if you're constantly moving, you can get through a half an hour match, and it's like, wow, did we just? Has it been that long already? We're finished. You know, it was. They were awesome.
0: Justin, there's a. um, not the entire full match is edited version, but there's a single match footage. Debbie Malenko against Akira Hoxto at Korak and Hall.
3: YouTube? That had to be my favorite match ever. Yeah, of mine. Yeah, beautiful German suplex players, yeah. too
0: that night.
1: I've seen the version that's seven minutes long, seven or eight okay. minutes it long. Was,
0: the actual one was a little bit longer.
1: Oh, so it was the edited,
0: edited versions.
1: Probably mm. some like Samurai TV, like a clip.
0: Yeah, and then uh, that uh, Best of All Japan Women DVD series or something. Something like that. Yeah.
3: How dare they? They should never edit my matches.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, Deb, you have most of your matches that that we converted from VHS into DVDs. Remember?
3: Yeah, you sent that to me. And honestly, I haven't been able to play it yet.
0: Okay. Hours and hours of your own matches, you know? Yeah. Have somebody... They have somebody upload it on YouTube so people can share it.
3: Yeah, know? I don't know if it's like a different um, format or something or a different software oh, DVD.
0: Program.
3: Yeah, I went, I went to play it on my computer and it, it... Doesn't play? There was something funky with the... Yeah, it wouldn't register it for some reason. I don't
0: know. Oh, wow. Well, we'll do I'm something about it, it, you know. But the original VHS... I mean, hours and hours, I'm talking like 30, 40 hours of, you know, all Japan women's VHS tapes. Uh, it's here in my house, you know. Oh, I, I would like to share this with this world, you know. People love to yeah, see now. it. They gotta see it. She was going in third year in Japan. Um, it was a tag team, not regular tag team partner, you know, Sakiya Hasegawa, but you were tagging with Manami Toyota on, you know, on big television, you know, big TV, you know, t- taping and everything. That's when that breaking your, you know, foot thing happened, ankle, you know, it was just.
3: No, was, I was, I was tagging with um, Hasegawa and it was oh, against. Oh, okay, men, going against. It was against Manami in.
0: Toshio Yamada. Uh, Yamada. Yamada. Okay, yeah. Toshio Yamada. All
3: right. Yeah. Yeah, cuz I caught uh Minami outside the ring and that's when the ankle broke.
0: Ah, uh, big prancha.
3: Yeah, that that was sad. I was standing on a bunch of TV cords. There's, you know, something behind me. There was like no place to go cuz usually when you when you catch that impact, you just kind of let it hit you, you absorb it, and then you go down so you don't get all the force. You're just, you know, protecting the person you're catching and then, you know, going down with them. And you can usually absorb all of that, but my ankle happened to be the the weak spot in that whole chain of events, and it just snapped. Uh. But, I mean, I can... I have it's a tape. little tape. little limited range of motion. Like when I'm squatting, I can't get down far enough on my squats, but I can still use it. So, but I had, a, I had surgery in Japan, which went really well. I had a really good uh, physical therapist afterwards. And then um, when I did come back to the States, I had a doctor take a look at it because I wanted wanted to continue physical therapy. And he's like, I don't know how you're walking. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, with that kind of injury, we would have just fused the ankle and called it good. And I'm like, Wow. So when it comes to, you know, being in the right place at the right time, I had probably the best care. Over in Japan, that I could have had anywhere because I'm fully functional. It's wonderful. But that's the good. doctors over here didn't think that would have been a possibility.
1: You hear that, Justin? It's ironic because it wouldn't have happened unless it was in Japan, right?
3: Yeah, that's true, too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you're a wrestler, you know, you're doing your thing and you doing trying your best you know just
3: yeah. well it was an happen. accident accidents yeah. happen
0: yeah it yeah. should happen
3: yep i mean there's worse things um
0: up until that point know. in time you know you already had what at least 600 800 matches in japan
3: oh my goodness yeah probably
0: yeah. um
3: yeah cuz yeah and yeah. yeah, when we're in tokyo you know, we we wrestled at least once once or twice a week. Didn't yeah? Pretty sure. And then when and we the went road on the road, starts. yeah, we we went on the road for over thirty days, and we covered
0: pretty much we, every single ground.
3: I think I was in every island in Japan, the time I was there. Every little town. Yeah, we were on tour buses. The tour bus was on a ferry. The you know we went from northern to southern um, Misawa Air Force Base, uh, Yokohama. Um, oh my goodness, we went everywhere. It was wonderful too, because had I not been, you know, part of that group and hadn't been in Japan, hadn't been wrestling, I would have never seen the country that I saw or met the people that I did. We were in I can't remember the town but we were in this one small town and I happened to you know just be wandering around we had a show that night and I was just walking around town and I went into this one it was you know a little mom and pop beauty store and the the I couldn't really speak very good Japanese at the time but the lady there She's like, Oh, you come in. I do, you know, she did my makeup. And then she took me to the school down the road to meet her son who was an elementary school student. So we actually walked down the road and I met all these little kids and got to meet her son. It was the most amazing thing. It was so cool.
1: Slice of Japanese life.
3: Yeah. So I got to meet some really cool people over there. And honestly, you know, being in Japan, it was so nice. The people were so sweet. Um, you know, even walking around Tokyo at like two, three in the morning, you could do that and feel completely safe. Like you weren't, you know, it's not like down downtown Brooklyn or, you know, Miami or any place where you're like, yeah, I'm not leaving the house after 7 p.m. You know, it, it's a place you can go anywhere and feel completely safe.
1: when you were wrestling in those smaller towns like down on the islands or up up north like in the colder areas like the uh, misawa part is near it's like russia almost right like really really way up north what were those like compared to wrestling in tokyo because wrestling in tokyo is it's own seems like it's own vibe or its own feeling
3: yeah in tokyo you've got you know korik and hall you know you've got places set up for for wrestling when you go to those the smaller towns you're in like a gymnasium so uh you know you're you're in a uh you know an old school japanese you know high school type gymnasium um and you know like the hotel is a a modern or not a modern but in a, a you know japanese style i don't know Fumi, you could probably explain it better than I can, but the, you know, the older grass mats um, come? Yeah. Well, yeah,
0: but the old exactly. Japan Women had shows in the little towns that I've never even heard of, you know <laughs> <laughs> So and the High fans must have been so different City Hall, yeah and then, <laughs> and then, What's good about All Japan Women is just so self-sufficient, independent company that the you know the ring truck and they even have those you know steel chairs i mean those pipe ch- chairs like 400 of those sometimes it's like in a big parking lot you set up the ring and have a well, show yeah, a, lot
3: of, a lot of nighttime parking lot wrestling yeah. shows too yeah so you're you're setting up the ring you're setting the chairs up around it you know open sky Yeah, so summertime
0: lots of bugs
3: Lots of bugs. Cicada. If it rains. You yeah, just sometimes wipe it and rains,
0: rain. and you wait yeah. for a match to start, and it's rings still wet. But you just go, go out there, yeah. and well, oh, the ring's kind of wet. But let's do it, and it's a rainy day sure. So yeah, and yeah,
3: things. we had a van that would go out, and they would go to the next town, and they would have the uh, the posters on the outside of the van, the big speaker on the top. So they're they're driving through town, putting advertising up- Advertising their own editors, shows, yes. Advertising over the loudspeaker as they're driving down the streets of the next Put town. Put up the
0: poster on the telephone poles and all
3: that. Exactly. Yeah. And then they go out ahead of us, and then we've got the, the ring Yeah, one truck. town ahead of you. Yeah. Yep. And you've got the, the major what rest. What you a
0: barnstorming?
3: yeah exactly the midget wrestlers the referees and all of those guys they're the ones that are driving the trucks setting up the rings setting up the chairs um and then the bus comes in behind them yeah and then there's many nights on the road not in tokyo but on the road when they're like hey we need help tearing down the rings." so the the girls would throw in their t-shirts they're still in their boots we're out there tearing down the ring getting it packed up in the truck so they can get moving and going on to the next town. And then you get in the bus and you're, you're using your handy wipes to to clean off with, and you're trying to change your outfits and you wash your, your, your outfits in the sink at the hotel. And when you get on the bus in the morning, you're hanging them from hangers over your seat so they can dry on the bus. And you're sleeping on the bus. Yeah. So it's it's a complete Carney show when you're on the road, but it works and it's fabulous.
0: Yeah, yeah, and concession and the company president, you know, cooking yeah, fried that, noodles or something. Yeah,
3: yeah. But the you know the when you work hard like that and everybody works together, you know, you you form that bond and everybody's got that respect of each other that you know it just makes for more of a family than a company. And I think that's one of the reasons why they did so well when they did was because everybody was all in. They're fully invested. Their blood, sweat, and tears were gonna put on the show. So that, that was the great thing about it.
0: Yeah, none of those things exist anymore though, even in Japan.
3: nobody's traveling or
0: not travels but you know like when you look at big companies like new japan pro wrestling they operate like wwe you know big town big, big, productions. big productions you know nicer buses nicer hotels you know and uh, big production yeah and less shows you know new japan's you know the biggest company but runs what 120 shows a year that's it you know not, not before COVID, yeah.
3: Right. How is it now with the COVID? Um,
0: most Japanese companies, the bigger ones, you know, they're running social distance seating. Uh, they created a setup, you know, that the need the four meters away from the ring. Um, every company has to have the guardrails, you know, around the ring.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And uh, yeah, and the ring seating only two rows. Social distance, of course, and yeah, it's, mm-hmm. and also a lot of new rules. You know, audience will be we- wearing masks at all time. No standing up. No ear, yelling, no giving high fives. No touching wrestlers. Nothing. Just you sit in seat and clap. And this is just new normal kind of thing. Is mm-hmm. wrestling is not completely separate from what's happening in the real world. You know.
3: Well, at least it's not virtual reality like it is here.
0: Uh well that's okay though you know that's like not just wrestling but when you watch shows like uh like uh America's Got Talent you know you got the zoom screen all over there you know the building.
3: yeah exactly
0: yeah so uh not that's, just wrestling but that's what's happening it's 2020
1: that's amazing you know,
0: what you yeah it got it was like almost I mean close to 30 years ago you know of course wrestling is wrestling you know the hurt. The heart of it is the same, but the technology, you know, has changed. Right, but being
3: being in front of, you know, thousands of people and hearing them yell and, you know, being in the ring, it gives you that extra energy that having television monitors or, you know, quiet handful of people out in the audience just doesn't give you. Yeah.
0: The yeah, good thing about good. wrestling audience and wrestling fans, you know, that you know, almost 30 years later, they have not forgotten Davy Malenko, really. No way. Isn't that good though? That so. is
3: wonderful. I want to go back over too. This whole COVID thing has put a put a damper in my in my plans because when this hit, I was supposed to go to Mexico for three weeks. I was gonna go down with uh, Esther in um in Mexico City there and do some training and do some shows and things. So that was gonna be, you know, the the start of you know the new era. Well but stay in shape,
0: of, you know, the time oh, will come. I know. Yeah, stay <laughs> in shape. And I believe that the thing like, you know, Josh Burnett's blood sport, or well, the name is in you know kind of scary, but uh, mm-hmm. very you know legitimate looking wrestling. That that uh, might be perfect for you.
3: Well, I can't wait too long, or, you know, too too long because well, stay in know, shape, yeah, stay in shape. To me, I'm too old, but yeah,
0: <laughs> but I,
3: you know, I'm doing I'm doing power lifting, um, you know, strongman lifting. My son's into that. Uh, he wants to do that professionally, which which is awesome. So.
0: So we're yeah. That's like a really, really the like amazing thing, you know. After you got hurt and you had to go home, and uh, well, maybe you were going to come back to Japan and you know wrestle a little bit longer, but uh you pretty much disappeared from face of the earth, you know. And then you moved from Tampa, Florida to where to Anchorage, Alaska, or you know you had another life. Um,
3: yeah, from went Tampa, from. Hawaii. From Florida to Maine to Fairbanks, Alaska. Yeah,
0: yeah,
2: um,
3: See? yeah. And I kind of lost track because back in the day, if you didn't have someone's phone number written down, you know, you didn't have before it. Before in internet, cell phone. yes. Yeah, it was before cell phone and internet. So you know, if you you couldn't get a hold of someone, you were you know, yeah.
0: Yeah, losing phone number it was it? That you. was the end of it. Yeah.
3: Yeah, so it wasn't as easy to keep in touch with people back then as it is now. Also,
0: yeah, so about ten, 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 ten year, fifteen year period, you know, about ten year period, I didn't hear from you, and then I didn't I couldn't find you, and, and, and uh, right, and you, yeah, you did come back once, two thousand one, with Rossi Ogawa's Arceon group.
3: Yeah, I I wrestled. It was Had just uh, um, a, a, uh, uh, what do you call them? Um, just a time exhibition match with a bionic j
0: yeah
3: yeah so that was in actually when nine eleven happened so that was uh 2001 one yeah yeah so yeah that was that was nice to do but i didn't until
0: what, you were four raising years ago. your kids too
3: yeah yeah that's true too and you know dean told me You know, it's it's tough to be on the road and raise a family. So you kind of got to choose what you're going to do because you can't, you know, being a dad is hard enough. You know, his kids were like, you know, are we taking dad to work? And they thought he worked at the airport because whenever (laughs) they dropped him off, it was at the airport. So he could go, you know, work for WWE wherever they were. Um, but you know, he was like Deb, it's just tough being on the road. So that kind of encouraged me just to stay home and you know, be a so mom and do what you had
0: to do. Yeah.
3: Do what I have to do. And I don't regret it because I've got fabulous Definitely. kids. They're wonderful people. Um, um, but you know, now that they're older, it's okay. I need to get back to me. I want to do <laughs> what I love to That's do. It's wonderful so,
0: though, because compared to that, you know, male Justin. Male yeah. life, you know, being male is almost just so boring, you know. <laughs> <If> you <laughs> I, can, female, I, you know, you can do a lot more. Yeah, there's so much yeah. more you can do. Yeah, guys are so boring.
3: <laughs> 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 really. well, look,
0: look, look, I've been doing the same thing in the meantime all these years, you know.
3: Well, uh, you've got you've got fur babies at home.
0: <laughs> yeah, I heard, I heard him earlier. Too. Kiki. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, uh, once upon a time, I had like, a, you know, seven cats and a dog. Oh, my. Wow. Yeah, but the one is a dog's life, what, what, 10 to 15 years, you know, cat's life, 10 to 15 years, and one by one, they leave, you know? That's kind of really that, sad. That's true. Yeah. That's now true. I'm down We've... to three cats.
3: <laughs> I'm down to one dog. We had three. Yeah. And... Um we lost one this well last last winter we lost one and the winter before that. So we're we're down to one and she's just spoiled as can be because she's she's the last one standing. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can I I don't want to think about, you know, like losing what I have now, you know. And
3: uh, No, but, but just uh, give them give them a good life while you have them and enjoy of course,
0: it. Of course, of course, I'm yeah. doing my best. But yeah. for wrestling, yeah. I, I, I have I have faith in it that, you know, you're staying, you know, working shape, you know, you always go to gym that with, without wrestling. Yes, you always do. And uh, the did, time will I come did. that you'll go back to the ring. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. And I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that because I really want to, it's my passion. That's what I love to do. But uh, how many people do, don't know how many generations have been born <laughs> and don't know Malinko's. They don't know. Yeah, of course, because today's wrestling fans, role. you know,
0: the Hulk Hogan is ancient, you know. Most oh, of the I wrestling knew. fans didn't even witness Stone Cold, Steve Austin, and The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. Most people in the world out there think Dwayne Johnson is an actor who happened and to be a wrestling once upon a time.
3: Exactly. <laughs> like yeah. And I was before them, so yeah. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. you right. that long You're ago. Yeah,
3: <laughs> it's not
1: that. It's just crazy how I mean. It's only thirty years ago. That's not. I remember those times. I'm not that old, but I'm not that young either. But it's it's just a lot has happened. A lot has happened just in this year alone. About thirty That's years. True. It's
0: just. Yeah, think, it gave another life to the video footage. You know. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah cuz now you know people around the world can see it almost instantaneous if you do something in you know any country you know if you youtube it you stream it you you know you video it it's out there everybody yeah, gets And we're to talking it. to
0: each other like this Exactly Three people yeah <laughs> Yeah <laughs> I never thought this podcasting was was like, was like a, I mean I never even imagined it would be not just Skype or Zoom or all the let alone you know, social media thing and uh, remember, well, back, Dave, that back the, in
3: the day, it was yeah, radio making and TV. a long
0: distance phone call was a super expensive thing, and you didn't even call home to your, you. Know, I mean, you didn't even call your mom, right? Right. Uh, yeah, it was like so expensive. Yeah. There was a you know in front of this Old Japan Women's Building. It's no longer it's a parking lot now, but the 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 phone booth in yep. front of the building. Remember?
3: Yeah, I remember taking the phone cards out there and calling Phone cards, them that's uh, ancient yeah.
0: too. You know, the telephone card that, the, you know, that you can make a certain, you know, number of phone calls that the, the girls go in a phone booth calling their parents, crying. That phone booth still exists.
3: <laughs> Man, things just change. That is crazy.
0: Yeah, but we're still here.
3: Yeah, and we you are. going. Doing... To,
0: yeah, you are going to wrestle again. Yes.
3: Yeah. I'm thinking of changing my look a little bit, though. Like what? I don't, I don't, I don't know if I want to do this the the Steiner singlet anymore.
0: Okay, what are you gonna do? I don't know yet. Okay.
3: I think I might want to be a little more girly, a little more pretty.
0: Really? Okay. I haven't
3: decided. Still wrestle the same though. Oh, you have to. Yeah, yeah, still wrestle a the more same. Girly, huh? Yeah, I think so. Maybe.
0: That's right. That's fine. That's fine. I ain't going to say anything.
3: I mean, how many wrestlers reinvent themselves? You know, macho man went from tights to, you know.
0: Yeah, because they stayed the entire time. You had this, you know, time away from it, you know. Right, right. You got to go back to where you were first.
3: I don't know about that.
0: All right, that's fine. We can
3: disagree. <laughs> I mean, how many people don't know me that would not know any different if I jumped in the ring in a different type of outfit? Yeah.
0: Well, that is the, another topic that we have to debate. You know.
3: Oh, just because I'm I'm getting your hackles up, you don't agree with me.
0: No, no, that's fine. No, we we agree to disagree. You know.
1: <laughs> Although I think there would be different expectations coming from the fans in Japan versus coming from fans in say the United States or the United Kingdom. um, There just might be different expectations because the fans were introduced in different ways. I I think in Japan in general, I think they would expect to see who they saw. Whereas if you were kind of being reintroduced.
0: Yeah, because Debbie Malenko is not exactly rookie. She had time away from the ring. And that story needs to be told before she goes back in the ring. Yeah? No? Hmm. Maybe. Yeah, you
1: can do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> of
3: course,
0: of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, but well, the the, the reason, reason we have this podcast program today is that we want people to know more about you, more about Debbie Malenko, you know, and, and heyday of Japanese women's wrestling. And you are right. in there and experienced, you know, and then you're part of that history and part of the legacy and in your own story in history, and uh, and the craft of this Malenko wrestling, and the only woman wrestler who was ever trained by Korogach, Gotch, Karl Gotch maybe, does not touch one.
3: Maybe I should just I'll just come out in my my UWF.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, exactly, no, no,
3: no. I'm not saying. That. I'll just, I'll just stretch everybody. There <laughs> we
0: go. The story <laughs> needs to be told. What you're about, you know?
3: Right. Yeah.
1: But like Fumi and I have talked about, Fumi talks about people need to see the glimpse of how it was, like the glimpse of what was going on. And for fans that don't speak Japanese, it's very, very difficult to to get a. Is it? I I think so. I mean okay we have youtube we have magazines but to get to those deeper nuances that were in those angles back then or to get how the crowd was interpreting certain things that definitely adds to believe
0: that the wrestling should not have you know language barrier exactly that the story should be told in that ring
3: we could, you know, tell the story, tell what was going on, you know, what's behind it, what's, you know, where did this person come from? Why are, you know, why does Debbie have this image? Or why does Bull have this image? Or, you know, why does Hokuto have this fire? You know, where did this come from? And, you know, just the story behind it so people could appreciate it because no one over here knows anything about them. You know, I see it on Meltzer a lot. You know, Dave, that you know you like you like the Japanese wrestling better than the American, or you know, you're stuck in the '80s and and I think a lot of that. One, they just like to razzing, but two, they don't understand it. I think that they might be a big part they of don't it, under yeah. yeah they don't understand the wrestling back then and why it's as great as it is. And there's maybe context. I'm it. yeah. No, there's context, context for
1: it. it um i mean if you don't know the context some people just think that they watch a match and they think it's just two guys or two girls just slapping each other for no reason but there's i, I it can look like that if you don't have any context
0: and right you don't understand exactly. what anybody's
1: saying and it th- there shouldn't be a pressure on everybody to know exactly what takes place in a japanese wrestling ring it's supposed to be you know it's, it's wrestling it's for everybody so yeah. Where, where does the barrier, uh, begin or, uh, end, you know what I mean? So I think something like a director's cut kind of uh, director's commentary over a match would help, you know, help yeah. everyone see it in a, from a different perspective, from a more authentic perspective or third perspective.
3: Right. And the, and the more you put out there with the more information, you know, some of the younger generations might look at it and go, Oh, that's kind of cool. Did you know, you know, and you know, just start talking about it, and you know, it's almost like you know Bruce Lee movies. Well,
0: they have you know, yeah. oh, discovering yeah, exactly. '80s music again.
3: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, there's the demand for good women's wrestling now, but more and more, you see it more and more on TV. It's slow, but it's it's coming. You know, and we see yeah. that.
3: Uh, and it's improving it's getting better they're having better matches and it's great it's slow you know it's been slow and evolving but it's wonderful to see the change and see how how much more they're letting them do and how talented they are
1: i feel like you see it more you see it more in single wrestlers as opposed to a whole company you know what i mean you say oh oh that one she's really good or, um, but then they disappear. There's not like a.
3: Yeah. Well, one person yet. like, um, Mickey James. She's really good. Yeah. Yeah, she, yeah. She has to bounce from company to company to company to work because nobody will put her full time, which is a total waste of talent. I mean, every and your your true wrestling fan loves her. No matter who she works for, they're going to watch her because she's really good. The fans get it. The companies don't which is silly to me
1: it's a complicated weird and wacky system wrestling
3: it, it's stupid <laughs>
1: <laughs> well
3: you know i about- i look at um natalie knightheart you know natasha they used her to carry matches she is so talented and so good at what she does they'll put all the new people with her just to have a good match because she can make anybody look good. That's right. Do they push her as a star? No. They use her as a workhorse to make everybody else look good. And then they, you know, they run their storylines and they're like, oh, we need a good match. We'll put them with her.
1: Before we wrap up, is there anything either of you would like to talk about?
0: Yeah, we pretty much jumped one topic to another. <laughs> so, uh, we
3: have um, been everywhere, yeah, haven't we? So,
0: We've been everywhere. I'm not so sure that uh, our listeners out there followed everything and they were with it. I'm not so sure, but uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> well I we can we do it again because it's yeah. very important to know that the, we were there that you know we like to you know have people know, know more about it you know
1: yeah we could do this yeah. again next time we can pick some all right we'll definitely or, do it again okay or, or match or something or um you know it really depends because it's up to you deb whatever you want to uh take i'm,
2: on. I'm game
1: yeah well yeah we can keep it loose <laughs> keep it fluid for now um and see what works but um
0: all right so long, so- long from Tokyo right eh? all right